It's January 22nd, 2016, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Welcome to the first podcast of 2016. Holy crap. <laughs> Here we are again. Yeah, I'm like, wow. It's 2007. Well, and it's almost the end of January. I mean, we're getting really close already. You're right. Like, where'd the first month go? Where did January go? Well, so by now, <laughs> any of you who have, um, who set your sights on a New Year's resolutions, you probably will have quitted by now. So <laughs> we just skipped those first three weeks of, of trying to be New so Year's much easier, folks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we'll just start now when it's, you know, well, it's like going back to the, to the... Going to the gym, you know. They say <laughs> exactly. like the, the 13th of, of January is like the peak date. And that's when like the most people are going to be at the gym. And after that, it starts to taper off really fast. Yeah, it'll get back to normal So I'm like, okay, so maybe like next week I can actually start going and not, you know, have to fight somebody over an elliptical or, you know, treadmill or something. There you go. Yeah. All those overzealous New Year's folks will be all worn out and you'll have your equipment back to yourself. Yeah, that'd be very nice. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. And um, we're excited to be back. We took a few months off from podcasting and just honestly because it's been so busy here yeah. in the office we're excited to to report that um yeah there's plenty Work of isn't slowing down that's right plenty yeah normally <laughs> it slows down november and december Sorry, as yeah. as uh, most of our clients get ready for the holidays but man alive we had so many people calling us to start new projects right yeah. at the end of the year so yeah, um, like, um, no complaints here but yes it's been busy been a little had to get i think the first couple of weeks of december it was I think three or four new projects you know people calling us were like okay yeah don't you have christmas shopping to do <laughs> exactly well and and larry has reported that we have quite a few new subscribers so if you are new to the podcast we want to welcome you and um we probably haven't introduced ourselves in what three years at least well, no, I, th- I think you made me do it maybe last year last the year, year before sometime maybe we should remember, just do yeah. a quick refresher that uh, we are architects in dallas texas with in, in spite of how dorky we sound sometimes we're architects we are so. yes they the state of texas gave us a license to practice this wonderful field of architecture so we typically uh, focus on residential projects. We like to do work with um, families and homeowners on their home remodels and new homes. And uh, then we work directly with uh, general contractors and builders and interior designers and to help bring the projects all together. So that's who we are. Um, our company name is HPD Architecture. And uh, you can find us all over the web, but HPD Arch is our, our home base, our website, and of course, uh, you're listening to this podcast that we try to do at least once a month, and that's one of our New Year's resolutions, right, Larry? Yeah, we're so gonna to at least more... once a month. We're gonna podcast. We're gonna get them posted. We're gonna rock and roll it. <laughs> so well, I'm determined to do that this year. There it's, we it's, go. And it's interesting, you know, you get busy, and you think, okay, oh, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it, and 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 we've ended up with this weird thing too, where there's like one day of the week where it's quiet enough in the office to podcast. And it's usually when the English language school next door has gone home for the day. They, live, <laughs> they leave at two on Fridays. Otherwise, we hear their language mm. lessons going on through our conference room wall. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes them singing happy birthday. We don't know if it's actually someone's birthday or they're just practicing. 
But every once in a while, right. you'll get that happy birthday singing. I'm like, I'm getting cake. I'm going to go over. Exactly. I'm get cake. Why is my mouth watering? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you don't hit that time right, it's just like, okay, well, uh, we'll try again next week. And yeah. So if you hear a little Chinese going on in the background, it's because we didn't hit our date right. Yeah. And <laughs> English language classes it's going chattering on. in the background. Exactly. It's, it's, it's not our fault. But yeah. Um, but yeah, being busy has been nice and. And one of the things that's always interesting for us about getting busy is, you know, there's all this work happening and it can be real tempting to just take it because it's a new project and it's going to keep me going and I'm all excited about it. And a lot of times we don't think about who am I actually working for and who am I working with. And so sometimes you end up, even though you, you it seems like a good project and you find yourself with someone who ends up being a very challenging client. Yes. And that's what we wanted to talk a little bit about today was, was how do you deal with a challenging client? Because we've overheard some conversations lately where we thought, wow, so glad that's not us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so in the theme of New Year's resolutions, we thought, you know, now's a great time to sort of take inventory of, of your, if you are a, a design professional, of your projects and your clients and, or even just your life in general, trying to uh, eliminate or, or alleviate some of the negative energy or negative people that might be in your life because, you, you know, it's happened to all of us, but when you're able to get rid of that stress, mm-hmm. everything else goes so much better. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about a few ideas of how to properly handle a, what could be a very emotional and very stressful um, time in the office or in your life. Yeah. How do you deal with those people that you'd rather not have to deal with? Right. Well, and I always you know, toss out the easy things. Well, we could tase them. Uh, <laughs> do you keep could, a taser but, with you most days, Larry? Well, you know, it's a thought. Um, little Xanax in their coffee, always offer to go get Starbucks. I'll, I'll go get Starbucks before right. the meeting and just, you know, maybe give them a little something, something. Right. But uh, but the real the reality is, is you have to actually you have to figure out how to, how to deal with them and how to really... Work, and it was, ends up being is working with them, not just dealing with them, but really being able right. to work with them. And, and, you know, what are the things that you need to do? Well, and you almost have to go back to grade school. And how did you deal with those difficult classmates? And you can't just call them names behind their back. You know, you can't. Do, well, you can. Well, but. you can. But, <laughs> yeah, you really have to kind of take the high road, be a professional, because if you start dropping down to their level, nothing ever, nothing goes, ever well. goes well. No good can come from this, as my yeah. my uh, brother-in-law would say. So Yeah. Well, so the, and the first thing we thought about was, you know, if you're in this situation, it always helps to just kind of take a pause and pause for a second and pull pull back a little bit and look at it and say, okay, what's really happening here? What's gone wrong in the relationship and how do we go about fixing it? You know, is there something that we can do on our end? Is it something we need to just address directly with the client? Is it that they're, you know, maybe they really aren't that challenging. Maybe we're too stretched out. And so things are falling out of place the way they're you're not supposed to. Well, and it could be, you don't even have to wait until something actually goes, goes wrong. wrong. Right. Listen to your gut. I mean, I've had certain situations where something just doesn't feel right or the communication mm-hmm. is not clicking. And you just think, you know, I don't I don't feel like we're on the same page. We're not on yeah. the same wavelength. Let's, let's so, pause for a minute. Let's, let's talk yeah. about our goal for the project and see maybe I'm missing something and it's... Yeah, there's no fault in in actually being honest with the client and saying, oh, yeah. you know, I feel like maybe we're off track a little bit. Would you mind if we go back and and let's revisit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe the goals or the scope of the work, or you know, 
I don't want to let this go much further without making sure that we're on the same page. Yeah. And I think they they will appreciate you making, you know, wanting oh, sure. to make sure the project goes well. So yeah. don't ignore. I think that's what we're trying to say is don't yeah. ignore if something doesn't quite feel right. Just acknowledge it and own up to it and, and then deal yeah. with it. And yeah, that's it's not going to get better. Exactly. Yeah. So so don't don't let yourself make it worse by just saying, OK, oh, well, maybe it's me this week or maybe it's them this week and we'll just we'll work around it. It'll be fine. You're going to have to address it at some point and so, best address it as soon as possible. Exactly. So, for example, to give you a real-life example, I had a client that um, was very uh, interested in exploring lots of different design options. And so me, being the architect who wanted to please my client and to do – you know, do the best design I could deliver was happy to explore all these different options, except that it was at the expense of a huge amount of design time that ended up going way over the budget I had originally planned on as far as, you know, how many design revisions we would have. And of course, every little tweak and change of the design, she would follow the email with, oh, and I just know we're so close and this is going to be the last change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after 15 of those, I felt like I was so far into the project budget and was there's there was no there's way no to, to decide. Yeah, there was no one to decide. She just kept going and and in her mind she thought, well, it's in the computer, isn't it? You know, can't you just push a button and change that wall and make it so we can try that version out, you know. And so she thought it was there was hardly any expense related to it each revision mm -hmm. at all when in fact it was, you know, several hours of work each time I had to change the drawing. So um, so in that sense, we we finally had to stop the project and say, okay, hold on, we need to change up and do some additional services here. The design's kind of, kind of gotten out of control, and mm -hmm. um, and it caused a lot of friction with the client. She was kind of, in her words, blindsided by the fact that these changes were not included in our contract and this and that, and it just kind of became a very uncomfortable situation. Right. So. Um, it's important to have those conversations very clearly. Don't beat around the bush. Say exactly what needs to be said. And make sure they understand what you're saying because they may not want to hear it. They may not want to hear that they're owing you more money for doing more design changes. But right. you have to get them to acknowledge that they understand what you're saying. Yeah. Well, and one of the interesting things about that particular project was that very early on, I think within this, the second or third day, on probably the 15th text message was it became very clear we were going outside of scope I mean very fast you know because we were very focused on this little piece and suddenly it was oh what about and you could just see it kind of happening mm -hmm. so to stop to be able to you know, pull back and stop and say okay we need we need to revisit we need to stop here's what's going on we're going to do this Here's what's happening. Yeah, we wrote the contract for just an attic addition, you know, busting into the attic addition and changing some bathrooms, and all of a sudden we were modifying two bedrooms and exploring a game room and a separate little reading nook, you know, um, yeah, it was... secret passageway and all this really complicated stuff. And so, yeah, yeah, in hindsight, we should have stopped things much more, much, much earlier than we had actually did. Right. Well, and, and you know, and you know, we owned up to that. I mean, and this is the other thing too is you have to own up to those mistakes. Yeah, lots of lessons learned. Lessons learned. You know, own up to it. Don't try to to almost say um, box them into a corner. Yeah, you don't want to misplace blame or right. or you know blame anybody. Just yeah. 
say, here, say here's just, what's going on. Just acknowledge the yeah. situation, yeah. Here's, what, here's what's happened and just own up to it. But on the other hand of that, don't let the client railroad you. You know, there are clients who are very aggressive and who will tell you it's not their fault. And I don't know what you guys are doing, but, but you're not listening to me or you didn't do this correctly or you didn't do that correctly. So be sure if you find yourself in that situation, you have a paper trail. You know, we, we've gotten very lax about, well, we'll just text. I can text them and that's, that's good enough. And it used to be, I mean, before email, it was memos. If there was something going on, you actually had to write a memo. And that a physical piece of physical paper, piece of paper that and went into the file and got mm-hmm. into the file. And, and I see so much stuff happening by text nowadays. But keep a good record of what the conversation has been, you know, what the changes have been, all that sort of stuff, because sometimes that can really save your butt. Yeah, don't delete the text messages. There are ways to download those messages and email them to yourself and have a record of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there is a major change in design, uh, make sure you write a summary email and just say, hey, I, we just talked on the phone, but I wanted to have a record of what we talked about. So if I get this wrong, let me know. It's a way for them to, to mm-hmm. make correction quickly and in the moment before, you know, three weeks down the road and you forget what you talked about. So, or just jot yourself some notes on a piece of paper and stick it in your file and make sure you put a date on it and any real specifics that are going to be critical. Right. Well, and if you do find yourself in a conflicting situation, you know, one thing that we always try to remember is because we can send instant communication, just like you would never, you know, you're not supposed to drunk text. (laughs) That's just a bad thing to do. And I think everyone, you know, at some point has probably done it. They didn't mean to. They've just, it's gone out. But just like that, you don't want to send an email without, you know, write the email, walk away from it, and let somebody else read it, come back to it the next day, look at it again, delete the whole thing, and start over. Right. I mean, I actually wrote a, wrote a memo back in the days of memos. I suddenly sound like I'm so old. I don't know why. You're so old, so Larry. Old. <laughs> Grandpa, jeez. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I'd written this memo to one of the contractors. It wasn't even a client. It was a contractor. And it was just, it was a messy project, and we just had it. I mean, essentially, we were, like, done. You know, okay, you can't get this right. We now have to address, what are we going to do with you? And I wrote this email, I wrote this memo, and I took it back to one of the partners, and I said, I need you to review this. And he read it, and read it again, and he said, okay, now go throw that away (laughs) and write something much more professional and much nicer. Yes. So, you know, if you're in that, if we're having that conflict, don't just fire off an email and, and hope that that's going to fix the situation because right. you probably just said something to really tick the other person on the other end off. Um, and again, overheard conversation was, well, can we take the word ridiculous out of this memo? Yes. This <laughs> like, email to the client. Yeah. 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 Let's not, not use the... You know, try to try to be very factual about what you're doing. Like we said, right. keep good records. So try to be very factual about what you're saying and make sure you're you're not getting emotional in it because you can. It's, yeah, it's, keep frustration and yeah. emotion out of it yeah. as much as you can. And because every, because it is an emotional process. I mean, mm-hmm. anytime you're doing design work for somebody, especially residential, because it's their house and everyone gets so emotionally involved with it. So yeah, you have to kind of step back and let somebody else read it. Write it the next day. Don't 
Yeah, even if somebody made a bad decision on their end and sends you a, a text that feels like an attack, don't fall into the trap. Do not make one of those quick replies that you're going to regret later because I guarantee you, you and your attorney may end up <laughs> regretting that text because I guarantee you they, the other person on the other side will save it and use it against you yeah. in a court of law. In a court of law. No, well, and I had an email last week, and I remember I read it, and I thought, really? <laughs> really? This is the email you're sending to me? Well, you're getting kind of uppity, don't you think? I thought, okay, well, let's settle let's, down, let's settle down and, and we'll reply to it tomorrow. Good idea. <laughs> and I replied to it tomorrow, and everything was fine. But it was just when I first read it, I thought, kind of sassy pants. <laughs> Well, and unfortunately, Larry and I have a third partner, Holly, that we talk about frequently. But the three of us will f- very frequently ask one of the other to come over and, yeah. hey, will you read this and make sure I'm not going to step in it down the road or something. But yeah. if you are uh, a sole proprietor or somebody that doesn't have an extra person in the office, um, send it to a good friend or send it to your favorite aunt or your mom or mm-hmm. somebody, somebody that you can trust that's going to have a level head and say, you know, I don't think that's quite what you mean. Because that's the other thing, too, is you can, you know, believe that you're sending something perfectly sane and calm, Mm -hmm. and it could be misconstrued, you know, through no fault of your own, just it could be read a little bit differently, and that's one of the faults of email. So, yeah, it never hurts to have a second pair of eyes on it. Right. Well, it's like writing in all caps, you know. It seems very aggressive you're writing in all caps. Like, okay, calm down. Right, yeah. That's fine. Well, and one of the final things really is is getting a little bit into the psychology of your client. Because we were talking about this this client that Laura was particularly dealing with. We, as as we were trading memos back and forth, the first email that came from her about the changes and everything we read through we thought oh my goodness you know that's that just sounds so aggressive which really surprised us because the relationship had been very good yeah we were very very compatible very you know working together really well and we looked at it thought well that's really strange and then it occurred to us this particular client always responded to men that her reaction to men was different like the one of the contractors, you know, he made suggestions and she just thought that was the way that things should be done. Well, my contractor's telling me this and this and this and this, and it was gospel. So we thought, right. well, let's let's try a different avenue. And instead of Laura responding to it, I responded to it. And the and the email that came back was a completely different tone. A completely different oh no, I really didn't mean to say la 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 la. And you know, it was just very apologetic and and very gracious and much very more warm, docile much more t- yeah and it was just fascinating to think okay had we not picked up on that this could have been a lot worse um but she was this is just how this particular client responded so you know if you know your client pretty well you know think about those things and if you feel like you're getting kind of crossways think okay is there something you know is there a way we're responding to each other that that maybe isn't fitting correctly into what would be a normal pattern. I don't know. It just it was it was a very interesting experience to have because I think it was the first time I ever realized that. Yeah, and we even talked about maybe setting a meeting to go in person and actually bring you with me, mm-hmm. and and see if having you know a, a male partner in the room would change the tone of the meeting or if she would hear the message differently 
um, you know, being a woman in a male-dominated field, I mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of thinking that oh. my gender has anything to do with it. But it it's, you know, we're all human, and sometimes yeah. it does, and that's okay. You just want to find the best way and the, the most direct way to communicate with people and, 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 you know, don't let your ego get in the way. Yeah. Well, I do remember you were very <laughs> – I sent that email, and, she, she, and you were just like, I can't believe she's responding like this. Yeah. Oh, you were just – I mean, I, you could tell – it was so so irritating to you that, <laughs> that this is what it took to get the right response was right. was not you know because you're right as a female in a very male dominated profession you know how many times do you bump up against things like that yeah it's not real if you say it but it's real if I say it but if a man says if it a man yeah. says it it's yeah. okay yeah we'll take that as, as yeah sure you bet yeah so it was it was a interesting. Interesting learning experience in that sense. So, you know, if you're you're starting the new year out and you're working with somebody and you're starting to experience those challenges, remember, you just step back and think about what's happening. Don't be afraid to review it. You know, if you screwed it up, own up to it. I mean, you know, and a lot of contractors will tell you that up front. You know, if we've messed something up on a project, we're going to tell the client we've done it. Well, and that's a big deal. I mean, in our industry as well as, I mean, we see it in the news all the time, people that try to cover up mm-hmm. problems or mistakes or, you know, just anything, recalls on car. I mean, just oh, any of that kind of Volkswagen thing. Good yeah. grief, yeah. And and so we know that the best way to preserve your reputation is to take responsibility mm-hmm. and make it right. That's yeah. all people want to know is that somebody is going to own it and they're going to do what they can to make it right. And right. if you do that, it'll go away. It's fine. It'll resolve itself, and people are forgiving if you don't try to skirt the responsibility. Right. right. At the end of the day, everything's done. It looks great. Yeah, there was a hiccup here and a hiccup there, but the you know, contractor said, oh, we'll take care of it. They took care of it. How do you pass that? I mean, how do you not give that person a good review? Right. You know, yeah, there were some problems, but would I work with them again? Yes, they were honest with me, and they were very upfront. Right, and, exactly, because yeah. no project is perfect. But if oh, you can no. <laughs> do your best to, to keep things moving in the right direction, people yeah. respond. Well, people respond very well. Yeah. So so welcome, uh, like I said, welcome to 2016. Yeah, and, here and we go. Hopefully you guys are rocking and rolling the same way we are. Yeah, so we still have our Facebook page, uh, the Architecture Happy Hour, and we would love to hear from you. Um, Larry and I are always looking for fun topics to talk about. We've already got a couple more in mind for 2016, um, and we'd love to hear from you. Let us know where you're listening from. We always love knowing where our listeners are, and uh, if you have some ideas or a question that you'd love us to talk about, uh, let us know because we're we're open and would love to hear from you. Always looking for good topics and always happy to hear from you guys. I have a... The Architecture Happy Hour Twitter account is Arch Happy Hour, and Laura's at HPD Architecture. So follow us there if you'd like to. And if you're in Dallas, ever in Dallas on the third Wednesday of the month, come to the Architecture Happy Hour. We're always changing venues. We actually drink in person and not just on the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Not just in the office. Um, You can find that on meetup.com slash the Architecture Happy Hour. And go there and we'll tell you where we're going to be for the month. And if you happen to be here and want to stop by, stop by and say hi. We'd love to say hello and see what you're up to. So with that, we we wish you happy clients and happy projects, and we'll catch up with you next month. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.